You are listening to the Uplevel Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Wow, today has been so incredibly exciting in so many ways. We are working on some exciting things here behind the scenes, and I can't believe I'm actually up here in my office recording another podcast today, but this is part of that generator energy that I am fortunate to have as part of my human design. I still am going because I'm so aligned and I'm so lit up with the work that we're doing right now, and I'm recording this podcast because... There are so many people asking me this question, and I'm sure that this is going to be like, a, oh my gosh, this is what I needed to hear, what I wanted to hear. So quarterly and annual planning. I have gotten the question today from two of my favorite private clients about how do you plan for the year ahead? And I want to talk about that today, and I want to give you some very, very specific strategic direction, and then I want to tell you how my approach to annual planning and quarterly planning has changed drastically over the years and give you that permission to reflect on how you're doing it and to realign and do it in a way that feels really good to you. So with that, I'm going to dive right in. So the question is, how do I plan for the upcoming year? All right. So that's where I'm going to start. And my answer may be surprising to you. I am not very traditional with my annual planning anymore. And from somebody who is literally a strategist in terms of my DNA and who has done so much annual planning with clients in terms of three, five-year goals, quarterly rocks, all the things, like I can live and breathe so many different types of methodologies and what works and what doesn't. And I can be super strategic. And I think that's really great if that is what works for you right now in the season of life in your business. But if you are putting together an annual plan because you should, and your heart is not also in it, don't do it. So I don't sit down and do traditional planning anymore. Katie and I, Katie's my OBM, my amazing, amazing OBM. And we just had a planning meeting about a week and a half ago. And It was a compilation of lots of things that I had mentioned over the past year in Voxer in terms of, okay, let's talk about this at the end of the year and see how this looks for our 2023 plan. And she had been gathering all of my not right now ideas and future curiosities and putting them together throughout the year. And then we went through kind of a punch list of, does this resonate? Is this in alignment? What's working and what's not? So I'm going to talk first about what I do personally, okay? So personally, this time of year, right now, we are, I'm recording this on the 30th of November. This will probably air sometime in the next couple of weeks. I am really thinking about my word of the year. This has become a beacon for me in terms of what my intention is for the upcoming year. 
I determine what my word of the year is going to be based on reflecting on the current year, what worked well, how are things going right now, how do I feel about my life and business, what didn't work so great and why, and what do I want more of in the future, and what do I want less of, and how do I make that possible? What do I need to embody, embrace, bring into my reality? Okay. So in 2022, my word of the year has been allow. And that's really been a big piece of helping me embrace the feminine pieces of my business strategy, right? That masculine part is easy for me. It comes natural. It's the logical, it's the linear, it's the quantitative the feminine is less natural for me. The circular, the conceptual, the feeling piece, that's where the growth has been happening for me. So allowing my business to grow, allowing my business to transform based on what I've already built, allowing my dream clients to magnetize to me based on everything that I've already put out there, not pushing, not making launches hard, making them fun and easy. How do we get more ease into our business, right? By allowing things to happen for us. And it wasn't like every single day was so easy breezy and I just allowed things to happen. That's not it at all. It was always having that thing to fall back on and say, okay, this is what I'm striving for more of, allowing myself to enjoy, allowing myself to be more present, allowing myself to be curious, allowing myself to create something new or not do something if I don't feel like it. So the number one thing right now for me in terms of my planning for 2023 is determining my word of the year. And I have an entire step-by-step process that will walk you through how to determine your word of the year. And we'll link it here in the show notes because that is going to be a massive asset. So coupled with visioning where I'm going, right, that's part of that feminine energy. We have to envision who we are becoming. And it's really powerful if we can envision it as if we already have it. So what is it that is this next version of my life? Maybe it is more freedom. Maybe it is more revenue. Maybe it is more quality time. I don't know, right, what it is for you, but really being honest about that because those pieces and parts of your annual planning and future planning your business are so incredibly important. But we have been taught that planning is very structured and rigid, and there's a specific template or strategy that we have to follow in order to have effective goals, and that is baloney, The way that you plan in your business needs to work for you and it needs to feel good for you, okay? That is the most important takeaway from this podcast today. I love good goals and I love a good strategic plan, but if it is not rooted in alignment for you and rooted in your core values and it doesn't match to the lifestyle that you are desiring to live, then what is it all for? So this time of year, although important to start planning is more important to reflect. What happened this past year that you can really celebrate? Where was the growth? Because if we're always looking ahead to what's next, what's next, what's next, we are not rewarding ourselves and activating that literal reward center in our brain to say, hey, you did well. Hey, growth happened. Look at what you've changed. Look at what you do differently. Look how you respond differently. Look at the messages 
that you now play versus the ones that you did before? Are you looking at all of the pieces of your growth that have already happened or are you so focused on what's next? So that truly holistic approach to planning is absolutely important and it is how I think about the year to come. Now, when we sit down and we actually do more of a strategic approach, I used to be very married to traditional goal setting and planning. I love, and I still do, and I think it's really great for a lot of organizations and situations, but not for me in this season of business and who I am as an entrepreneur. I used to be married to the idea of the entrepreneurial operating system. If you buy the book Traction by Gina Wickman, you can look at it, looking at the vision traction organizer, using that as a framework for your planning, which is the idea of five-year, three-year, one-year goals, having quarterly rocks. What I love about that is we go out big, we go out five years, and then we break it down to what's the three-year goal in order to make that five-year goal possible. And then what is our one-year goal in order to make the three-year and then the five-year. And then based on the one-year goal, how do we break that up into quarters and months? But what happens is people then get locked into the monthly goals and it becomes a thing of, did I hit my goal or did I not? And they forget to look up and look at, well, even if I didn't hit my monthly goal in February, I still have March to make up for that delta to still hit my quarterly goal. And even if I didn't hit my quarterly goal in Q1, I might double my goal in Q2. And so that would totally make up for what I didn't hit in Q1. And again, we get caught up in the goal instead of the experience, instead of the growth, instead of is this goal really for me? Is it really aligned with where I'm going? What has changed in my business? How have I changed as a leader? So yes to having very structured approaches to annual goals and annual planning, but making sure that it's also modified to meet your culture in terms of your business, to meet your core values, to meet your personalized approach to doing business. I'm thick in the study of human design right now, and it is becoming such an incredible awakening for the reason why certain things work for me and the reason certain things work for my clients or don't work for me or don't work for my husband. And the reason I mention this right now is that is going to be very indicative of why a certain type of planning works for a certain type of individual and not for someone else. So making sure that you don't take someone else's template and try and make it work for you and try and make it stick for you. Creating your own approach to annual planning is really important. Giving yourself permission to do it your way. Cherry pick the things that you like, try out different things. And then when you reflect at the end of the year, figure out what worked or what didn't, what was it about that goal that didn't stick for you? Why did you set the goal? Did you set it because you should? So many revenue goals are set because that's what I should be doing. I should be growing in terms of revenue. What if your goal was to maintain what you'd already done in business and to have more freedom to take more trips with your family, to finally take up tennis lessons. That is a really sexy goal. Our goal this next year is not to generate more revenue. If we do that with ease, great, but our goals are really rooted in creating more freedom and flexibility. And we're doing that in a lot of different ways, but that's the ultimate goal. It is not more revenue. 
It is not more growth. It is not more expansion. There is going to be more of that naturally because we're going to trust that everything that we've already built is already working for us. But we're getting really granular into some very specific pieces of the business because we're looking at the long term, what is this going to look like in five years, 10 years, making sure that we are laying the right foundations. It would be really easy to say like, okay, so your revenue is half a million. So clearly next year it should be 750. And then the year after that, it should be a million and then 1.25. That's how we have been influenced and indoctrinated to think about goals. What's next? What's bigger? What's better? What's especially with all of this marketing that's rooted in look at my bank account, look at my Stripe transactions, look at the things. Believe me, I love money. Believe me that I think that that can be motivating to some degree, but when it's used to manipulate people to think that you need to work with me, quote unquote, whoever that person is, because I'm showing you my bank account, that sends a message that that's what you should want as well is more and more and more. And people start chasing the wrong things instead of figuring out like, what do I want more of for me? What is my version of success look like? That has to be part of your planning. What is my version of success look like right now in this season of business? And how do I create goals that support that? Okay. So I just spent the last 10 minutes talking to you about this approach that is very holistic that is very qualitative and not quantitative, that is deeply rooted in doing it your way. And that's incredibly important. And if you're listening to this and you're like, and I still need a strategy for doing it a little bit more structured, great. I'm going to give that to you next. So I like to do planning at the end of the year that is reflective, right? In terms of what we have done and then creating our plan forward. So we use a Q4 planning template, but you could literally use this anytime. And it really is just meant to set the stage for a team planning. And if you're a team of one, do it with yourself. If you have a virtual assistant, do it with your virtual assistant or do it by yourself and then bring your team into it. It will be empowering. Make sure that you gather your core values And if you don't have those, that needs to be one of your goals is to figure out your core values. That will change you. That will propel you forward in terms of acting like the CEO that you already are, but you're probably downplaying. What is your vision? What is your product suite and your current offers? Who is your ideal audience, ideal client, whatever? Like get clear, get a roadmap in front of you, write that stuff down, get it out of your head gather all this and put it into some type of centralized location. This is important for so many reasons. It gets the ideas out of your head. It creates a very clear picture of what the business is about. This is then becomes something that you can use in your onboarding for contractors, new team members. It becomes your personalized roadmap in terms of like, what is this business actually about? You get to see it totally come to life. You can make one big Google document. You can make a project inside your project management tool. I don't care, but find a place to make your business dashboard, right? How do you bring together all the meat and potatoes of the business, core values, vision, mission, your ideal audience, your product suite, current and future, 
and then having a place for future ideas, not right now, but I want you to be the visionary entrepreneur moving forward and having a place to capture those things that pop up for you, that maybe you don't have the budget or the time or the bandwidth or whatever to work on right now, but don't lose that. That can be part of this dashboard or roadmap. Your financial data. What is your year-to-date revenue? So many of you that are wondering about like, oh, my quarterly planning, if I asked you right now or your annual planning, okay, so where are you in terms of year-to-date revenue and what does that look like compared to Q4 last year and what's your profit margin? I bet you can't tell me that. What is your financial data? Gather that and use that data to make strategic goals. I want you to look at profit. I don't care about what your gross revenue is as much as I care about your profit margin. That helps you look at your product suite and say, are these things profitable? And if they're not, then that needs to be part of your planning in terms of what needs to be modified. How can I make that profitable, right? None of this is based in shame. This does not make you bad. You are looking for data to help make goals that feel good for you and make sense for you but you have to know your business. You have to know who you are. And if you don't know your core values and you don't know your financial data, those two things at a minimum, you're not ready to set goals that are really gonna drive you forward like they could. You have to define those things. So when you sit down and you have all of that figured out, you have your agenda, right? And I'm literally gonna give you this agenda. So you do this with yourself or you do it with your team, but you review your core values. You do that first before you do anything else. And if you don't have your core values, you write down when you're going to have your core values completed by. That's a goal. That becomes a goal. The next thing you do is you review your vision and your why. Why are you doing this thing? What is it that this business is creating for you? more freedom, more revenue, all of the above. But why? I want you to get back to that motivation. Why did you start this thing in the first place? What are you passionate about? You got to bring that stuff to the surface. And who is your ideal client? Because you may realize that your ideal client has shifted and has changed, and that's going to impact your goals around your offers or your marketing. Is the persona still accurate? Has this ideal client changed in any way? Then I want you to review your product suite. Which products and services are selling well? Which ones aren't? And why? Did you lose excitement about it? Has your audience shifted? Is it your pricing? I don't know, but let's take a look. Then I want you to review your financial data. How much has your business grown since this time last year? If it stayed the same, great. How do you feel about that? What are your trends from month to month? We want to know this because we want to know, do we have a quiet July and a quiet December? How can you plan more time to work on your business during those times? Because it's not a busy time in terms of sales for you. How are you being really smart in terms of your planning based on what we know? So if you have been in business for at least six months, we have data to look at. If you've been in business for a year, even better, two years, awesome. You need to look at the trends. How much profit are you making versus just sales revenue? We already talked about that. And are you happy with the amount of money you are paying yourself? And maybe I need to throw this out there. Are you even paying yourself yet? So once we have looked at all that, that's kind of like the review piece of it. Okay. We're, we're 
gathering the data, we're analyzing the data, and now from there, we can go into the setting goals. We're going to start with the money because we just looked at the money. How much money do you want to pay yourself next year as the CEO of your business? How much money does the business need to make to cover operating costs? Based on those two numbers, how much revenue does the business need to generate on a monthly basis, on a quarterly basis, on an annual basis? Write it down. Have it in a spreadsheet. And then set goals accordingly, right? I just made that part really, really easy for you. How much do you want to pay yourself? How much do you need in order to cover operating costs? And based on those two numbers, how much revenue do you need to generate? And then look at development in terms of services. What new services or products do you want to create for the business? So if you're like, okay, I need to generate $250,000, but right now I am only generating 100K and I don't know how that's possible, how can you scale, right? How can you scale your business? whether that's through an agency or offering different types of scalable products or services, it's time to look at that. That is exactly why I'm hosting a mastermind that kicks off in January called the Scale Your Way Mastermind, because scaling in a way that works for you as an individual based on your own design and your own core values and the way that your business needs to support your own lifestyle, that's super important. But we need to look at all these things in order to figure out how we best scale our businesses, right? All right. So we're in the goal setting. We've just talked about the financial piece. We're still talking about it in the sense of what types of professional development do you want to budget for the coming year? I totally do this. Ooh, I think I want to do this coaching program, or I want to go on a couple of retreats. I take my best guess if I'm not sure what those are going to be, and I put that in the budget. So that also impacts how much money I need to generate. That goes into my operating costs. And then I think about team. Is my team going to grow? Do I have you know, a big aspiration for launching a group program and I'm going to need a community manager? What is the budget for that? Okay, that impacts how much revenue I need to generate. That also is going to impact what my profitability is. So I'm thinking about all of this like a CEO, but in terms of what works for me, how is this going to support my goals that I'm really clear on in terms of the business that I am creating because I have this very clear picture of the lifestyle that I also want to live. You see how this is like we're reverse engineering this. We're figuring out who we are, what we want more of, and then we're building the goals around that. Then I want you to also make sure that you're thinking about business development in terms of other, right? Are you going to have a rebrand? Are you going to finally get some branding photos? Are you going to get a new website? Are you going to switch to a new platform? What's the investment for that? And making sure that that goes into the budget. That is then going to impact your revenue goals. Instead of just throwing a freaking number out there because it should be bigger than last year. That is horrible. And yet so many people do that. So I'm giving you literally the roadmap of how not to make that mistake. So the next phase in this process that I go through and have gone through many, many, many times with myself and with my clients, my approach to Q4 planning, I look at the way forward, right? I'm going to create my quarterly goals for all the items that we have reviewed above based on this. So I'm going to figure out what my annual goal is, but then I'm going to go backwards. I'm going to break it down more micro and I'm going to create quarterly goals. 
You can reference Traction by Gina Wickman that I talked about if you want to know a very specific way of doing this. He calls it quarterly rocks. It's a really cool concept. I like it. It works for some people, not for others. But again, Traction, Gina Wickman, part of the entrepreneurial operating system. The next piece is to create a marketing plan that supports this growth. So this is part of your annual planning, creating your marketing plan that now supports what your big overall annual plan looks like. You need to review your current marketing plan, figure out what's working, what would you like to improve, and then build upon what's working to support what you're creating in the year to come. Really, really important next piece of this phase of looking at the way forward is to ask yourself who can help you with your way forward? What can you delegate to get better, faster results? Who can do this better and faster than I can? Because growth doesn't mean it all falls on your shoulders. In fact, it shouldn't and it can't if you want to experience the fullness of it. If you are embodying your CEO mindset, your CEO identity, you also need to embody delegation and allowing other people to help you grow. So if that's making you cringe or you're like, oh, I don't know how, that's where this next piece falls in. And it's really important. Probably not a shocker if you've been following me for a while, but your mindset, how does your mindset play into your annual plan? What's coming up for you right now as you go through this process? What limiting beliefs or imposter syndrome are coming up for you? There will be some. Who can help you work through this? What tools do you already have that will help you move forward? That is why my private clients today are reaching out and talking about this because they have me to talk through this with. We're literally going to talk about their human design, their Enneagram, their current team, their core values, the lifestyles that they each individually live and want to continue to grow within. We're going to talk about the mindset blocks that are coming up for them or the challenges or the resistance. It might not all be rooted in mindset. It might simply be leadership development, but you need someone that is going to help you work through this. And if you can't invest in a mentor or a coach, like who can be your person? Don't try and do this alone. It's totally possible. You are capable, but why would you try and do this alone? It is so much better with support. And I just had an amazing podcast recording today with my dear friend, Nicole, and she just said something that I'm like, oh my God, that is so good. When you think about investing in support, instead of saying, oh, I'm going to invest in a coach. No, you're investing in you. I'm going to invest in myself with the support of this coach. So it brings it back to you. It's all about you. And when you shift that back to you, like it's a hundred percent worth it. You are going to get results. So that needs to be part of your planning. How can I get support? Because the people that are successful out there, they're not doing it alone. They have support on many, many levels, okay? So support is not a weakness. It is an ingredient for aligned growth. So once you've gone through all these steps, then you summarize and you create your 90-day plan, all right? We know what the big goal is, but what are my next steps? You're breaking this down in terms of what are my next steps to create momentum towards these goals? How am I going to know when I achieve them? What is it going to feel like? What is it going to look like? What do I need to do first? And then making sure that you have boundaries 
that are going to help support you in achieving these goals. So this is a little bit longer of a podcast episode than I normally record, but I literally just walked you through my entire Q4 planning template that I I created. I use this with my team. It's my planning roadmap. And do I sit down and do this absolutely formally every year now? No, because this is ingrained in me. And so instead, I am way more in the, how does this feel? What do I want for my word of the year? What are we doing as a team? But this is the the root of it all. Just like my financial data, I don't have to worry about all that because that has been part of my growth. And that was part of my goals in previous years. I have a fractional CFO. It's a part of my team. So she helps me. We talk about the financial piece quarterly. So it's not a surprise to me when I sit down in Q4, like I already know where I'm at and I'm constantly moving and shifting according to that. So next year, I don't want you waiting till Q4 to like plan for the next year. I want you to be embodying all of this throughout the year. How are you reflecting on your business regularly, especially quarterly, looking back, adjusting, shifting? And if something changes, you can change your goal. It's about honoring your journey, learning about who you are as a leader in your business and shifting your goals according to that. Instead of staying linear because you set a goal and you've got to achieve it, that is not where the wins are. That is not where the growth is. It's about everything that happens along the way and learning how to adjust and recalibrate and then amplify the learnings and the growth that's already happening that may be completely different from what we ever, ever expected it to look like. So to summarize all of this, if you do nothing else, figure out your word of the year, figure out your core values and look at your financial data and then set goals that feel good to you and make sense for you from there. All right. Thank you so much. I hope this was helpful. Let me know what came up for you. I would love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all of the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.